Welcome to The Clean Life. This is Kay, and I'm in studio today with my friend Dave. He's filling in for AJ, who's out. Welcome to The Clean Life, Dave. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, I'm excited to have you on as my guest today because we have a very interesting topic that I think you're going to bring uh, a different perspective <laughs> and maybe a bit of insight for for us today. So it's always good to get the male perspective. So Dave, I appreciate you taking the time out to, to sit and talk with me for a few moments. Sure. So let's dive right in. So I want to set you up for what has been going on in my life for the last few weeks. So I'm going to dive right into my topic. Um, I'm preparing for a mini home redo, if you will. So I've got this project in mind that's going to involve painting and moving things around, and it's just a big, a big ordeal. But in order to do this, I have to do a bit of spring cleaning. Now, Dave, do you like to spring clean? I don't like to any clean. <laughs> but, Maybe that's what most but, males would say. But I do understand the virtues of spring cleaning, and, and quite frankly, I have caught myself doing a little bit of that around my house the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, at some point, even even the man has to clean something. So, you so, know, you know this is that time it. of year. Yeah, we've got the spring weather coming, the sunshine, and you just want to get those things clean. So that, I'm preparing for that in my house right now. But this year it's going to be a bit different because I'm now a pet owner. So, <laughs> Dave, I wanted you to join me today because I know you also are a pet, your pet owner, and you have lots of animals kind of in and around your home. But my spring cleaning routine is going to be different because of our new animal. So I don't oh, yeah. know... Yeah, I don't know, Dave, if, if you have had that issue kind of in your home, but, but I'm just discovering that our little dog, he makes quite an impact in the mess department. So spring cleaning, my routine, is, is totally upside down this year. Which I'm sure sends somebody like you right over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I, I, since this is our first in-home pet, you know, I don't think I quite understood, I guess, the mess that they do create. So as I'm redoing this room and moving things, I do realize that, you know, I need to kind of get a hold in and, and do things a little bit differently than last year. So as you know, the person that I am, I am the planner, and you know that I've asked friends and family about how they actually clean. So that's why I wanted to bring you to the table today. So as I talk through some of these things that I've discovered, some things that I need to do, you just hop right in, Dave, and add, add some insight to that. Because I've also kind of searched on the Internet. What's your pet cleaning hacks and tricks? And there's a lot of great resources out there. So while today I'm not going to talk with you about a particular resource, I'm kind of going to mesh those together as I'm preparing this list of spring cleaning um, as a new pet owner. So spring cleaning with the pet in mind. So Dave, I want to yes. ask you this question first. How dirty do you think pets actually make your home? Well, I live with a sort of modern-day Ellie Mae Clampett. My my daughter uh, has pretty much one of everything. And, and, and if I went through the list of all the pets that we have had in our house since she was three, it, it, would, it would sound – you would think I had been running a zoo. And sometimes <laughs> I feel like we are. Um, but, but, no, they make – they make uh, messes are intermittent, and and then and then sometimes you you kind of know they're coming, and then sometimes they're unexpected. But you know, and depending on we have we have a a black lab 
and a um, a cat, a long-haired cat. So even just those, and that doesn't count the fish and the axolotl and, you know, the hamsters that have come and gone, the gerbils that have come and gone, that kind of thing. But just the dog and the cat, they make, they, well, they have, well, they have two categories. We have regular messes and intermittent messes. I understand what you're saying. Now, this is why I think you're a perfect guest host with me today, because you have this, you know, array of animals that you have. You know, I'm freaking out because I have one dog. <laughs> right, right. So. And, you know, here's the, and here's the thing for somebody like you. Most people, not all people, but most people that take on an indoor pet like that typically do it before they have kids. So the the pet kind of becomes a member of the family. I mean, I don't know how many freshly married couples you know, but most of the ones that I ever met that jumped out there and got the dog or the cat right away, they're my children. They're my babies. <laughs> blah blah blah. And you know, and that and that and I get that because I mean I've got a black lab. He's probably one of my best friends, but he's not like children. And I know now that I know now I mean, you have children. So you brought the dog in after the children. So my thought process is you're probably just a little bit less tolerant of the new <laughs> child as you might have been, you know, if, if that had been the first one you got. And perhaps you're right. So just so I can share with our, our listening audience, and you, you already kind of know what, what pet I have, um, we – got for our children for a gift he's a miniature dapple dash hound and he's absolutely beautiful we love him he is a member of our family and we are so glad to have him his name is mr pickles which is the perfect name that a six-year-old would give a dog so i hear the butt mr. coming i hear a butt coming <laughs> mr pickles creates lots of messes so how dirty do pets make your home well i can tell you you have the the dander you have of course the hair you have if you have a cat you know while we're, we're talking about dogs now but people that do have cats that have the litter boxes and you have their food but then you also have the things like you were talking about intermittent messes where you have the toys and different things it's just they're creating that that is their home so they have lots of messes going on so while i can only identify with uh, the the dog, you bring a lot of insight for the other animals. And, and cats is, is one that I know at, when talking with different friends, it's one that also creates, creates a mess as well, and most people have indoor cats. So I think we have a lot to talk about today as I work through my, my spring cleaning. So I was in, it kind of intrigued me to, to do some Google research on the best breeds for shedding and, and non-shedding. Um, there's a lot out there. I typically am leading toward the thought process that every animal does shed. So for those that do advertise no shedding breeds, I'm not quite sure I'm on board with that. But there was a lot of research out there about pooters, poodles and labradoodles um, being great animals for the low shed if you had major, you know, hair concerns for your home. There, there are a lot, you know, I think, like you say, the, the there is no such thing unless you got a hairless dog. They're going to shed at some point. I mean, even if even if it doesn't fall out, they're going to scratch off hair during the course of the day. But you know, and 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 there's nothing you can do about stopping it. You can maintenance it a little bit. I saw and I saw a really cool, and we'll get into it here in a little bit. But but go ahead with yeah. 
I'm I'm looking at some of the some of, what what are some of the breeds that you're talking about? You said you mentioned Labradoodle, and I just barely knows what, know what that is. Uh, yeah, the, the, just kind of in researching poodles, Labradoodles were two of the the breeds that popped up as the the minimal shedding. And of course, we know the worst shedding when you do that research. You're getting your shepherds, your German shepherds, your huskies, Akitas, um, for particular dog breeds that are you know, and I, didn't, I was looking at the same list i didn't see the schnauzer on that list and i don't know that they shed that much but i was looking at the list that you were talking about the two that popped up well first one that pops up to me is the greyhound it's a real short-haired dog but greyhounds are mean you i mean you could you really wouldn't want to have a greyhound in the house and i'm not sure what it says, uh, it says, what does it say here? Greyhounds make the list for their docile nature in the home. Not. I don't know, well, now, Dave, some of our some of our listing audience may have a greyhound that's absolutely wonderful. So. <laughs> I think it, it, and, and you know what? I think all dogs are wonderful, even if they're mean. They're, they have a, a nice trait. But my experience with greyhounds is that they are not the most. If I was going to pick an indoor pet, I probably would not start with the greyhound. Ever heard of the American Hairless Terrier? I have not. That's a new one. The, the American number five on the list is the American Hairless Terrier. I'm not uh, familiar uh, with that. Now, and even this one it says virtually no shedding. Now that doesn't mean absolutely no shedding. It says virtually no shedding. So going back to your first point, you I, I think all dogs do shed to a point. Yeah. So, and and hair concern is the number one thing we talk about spring cleaning, cleaning your home. So, the the, the animal hair, whether it be dog, cat, whatever animal you have, it's a big concern. We're gonna head to a break real quick, Dave, and we're gonna come back and, and talk about some of those uh, dirt and grime areas in your home that we need to focus on when we're spring cleaning with a pet in mind. We're back in a moment. School is back in full swing in the middle of flu season. Are you worried? Now you can safely protect your kids from sickness-causing germs by using GermBlock alcohol-free hand sanitizing lotion and foam. GermBlock hand sanitizers are alcohol-free, still killing 99.9% of germs like norovirus and leaving your child's hands feeling moisturized, free from dryness, cracking, and free from the dangers found in all alcohol-based hand sanitizers. Be prepared to protect your child's hands from germs by stocking up on GermBlock alcohol-free hand sanitizing lotion and foam. You can order GermBlock today by visiting store.avcare.com. That's S-T-O-R-E dot A-V-K-A-R-E dot com. Welcome back to The Clean Life. This is Kay, and I'm in session today with my guest host, Dave, who's filling in for AJ. And we've been talking about how to spring clean your home with pets in mind. As a new pet owner, uh, I'm preparing my home for spring cleaning, and I realize that my pet makes a lot of messes. So some of the areas, Dave, that I'm focusing on with my spring cleaning regimen, um, some of the, the pet areas that really have that dirt and grime from Mr. Pickles, uh, the first one being furniture. 
um, there is a, a lot that you can do with your furniture to prepare for a pet. Uh, my particular little four-legged buddy likes our sofa. So he spends most of his time there. Uh, of course, that's where my children sit, so that's where he's going to be. So I've invested in couch covers, cushion covers. Uh, I have several of those that we interchange out um, and wash those on a, a regular basis. But that still is not the end-all be-all. We still have to make sure that, that we clean that, those furniture areas. So I'm going through um, vacuuming the couch, uh, making sure that I'm, I'm getting all of, of that dirt and grime from the pet up. So Dave, do you have any helpful hints about cleaning furniture? Well, you know, we used to do the same thing um, and still do to a point. We used a lot of throws, you know, like like afghans or, or things that, that, that don't uh, – one thing I, I don't like for a house to look like you can't live in it. So, like, you know, whereas maybe my grandmother would cover all her good furniture in plastic and duct mm -hmm. tape, I'm probably not going to do that. But we did come up with some, some afghans or some throws or things that we could lay across the areas on the furniture where the pets might get and it's really easy to take them outside and shake them or run them through the washing machine or whatever so that was that was that was always one of the ways that we kind of guarded against that you know and, and as what you might call preventative maintenance in other words destroy the afghan but don't destroy the cow mm -hmm. yeah that's definitely what we've adopted that philosophy as well um another thing that i'm coming across too is you know the claws of the animal damaging the sofa cushions, which is one thing that I am experiencing right now. So I don't know if you have any home remedies uh, for protecting that. Well, it's not really a home remedy. It's, <laughs> do you have do you have your dog groomed on a regular basis? We I mean, do. You we do for baths. Well, if they'll keep his nails maintenance, they'll they'll cut his nails. And you got to be real careful about cutting your pet's nails yourself, because if you cut them too short, it hurts. It's just like. If you cut your nails too short, your fingernails, and it gets down in the quick, same thing can happen for pets. But, yeah, if you if you take them and get them groomed often, you want to let him get the manicure because they got a special tool they'll go in there and keep that, you know. Uh, now, the cat, I have no answer for the cat. But <laughs> and, and, you know, we just, we just kind of closed our eyes and, you know, the, grin, the old grin and bear it because, when my daughter was three or four, she decided she's a cat person. She wanted a cat. And, you know, and we didn't talk about this really, but when you were talking about short hair or dogs that don't shed, she had real bad allergies. She had a very deviated septum at birth. So we were looking for hypoallergenic pets. So we came up with the Siberian, which is supposedly 98% hypoallergenic had to go all the way to Fort Lauderdale, Florida to find this cat. They were like oh $1,000 a piece. We found one with a I don't we don't know what happened to his tail, but he had a bobtail about where their most of their tails are probably 12 14 inches long. His tail was about 6 inches long. They cut us a deal. We got the cat for $300. Had to fly it up here, literally flew it from Fort Lauderdale on Northwest Airlines. And this cat had the longest claws, and he dug them into everything. <laughs> and there wasn't thing one we could do about it. And, and you know, and I, I, there are some solutions to that, but I'm not going to mention on air. That's that's for everybody else to figure out. But but no, we, they, there's not a lot you can do about the cat. The dogs, though, 
you take them to get them groomed, they can they can clip those nails and keep them keep them maintenance pretty good where they won't do that. Well, I will have to say that Mr. Pickles has a regimen that is unlike most. He goes every week. So <laughs> is, he, uh, is he on a maintenance plan? <laughs> he 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 does have. Uh, he is pretty spoiled. I will tell you that. Uh, but I do agree with that. That the trimming of the nails, they if they get out of hand, it will definitely uh, be worse on any furniture that you have, especially on your carpets as well. I don't have carpet in my home, but those that do, that those claws will hang on there, and I know that can be uh, problematic for both the homeowner and the pet. The, the next the next item that I've had to also get rid of in in my home, especially when I'm doing a spring cleaning, is carpets and uh, like carpet and rugs, um, like mm. any type of floor covering that I had before, is no longer there now after we have the, the animal. So I don't know if that was an issue with you, Dave, um, but he liked to chew on them. Uh, but then they also become a certain pot, potty area for him. So we we kind of tossed those, and that definitely helped with the cleaning. Well, I can tell you right there's some preventative maintenance on on that. Well, number one, by the time we got the, the animals, we had already taken all the carpets out of our house because the kids are running in and out. I mean, they make as big a mess as the pets do. You're just, here again, you're more tolerant of your kids' messes than maybe you are your pets. But by the time we got pets, we didn't have any carpet in the house, so we really didn't have that problem. The other thing is, is you know, most dogs are really easy to house train if you have the patience for it. And I would start there, especially somebody's bringing the pet in for the first time. That I, I, somebody taught me a really easy way to house train your pet, and 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 you wouldn't think about it. You know, I guess I don't know how a lot of people think about. it. I guess I thought about it before this, as you know, just you know, wait till he looks like he needs to pee and then take him outside. Well, that's actually not the best way to do it. The best way to do it, take the dog outside to play. Play with him, let him run around, and stay out there with him until he pees. If you leave the dog out long enough, he will pee on something. That's what they do. So what we did with both of our dogs is we took them outside as soon as we got them home, and we stayed out there with them until they peed. When they peed, we loved on them and did that and took them back in the house and then a couple of hours later, we take them back outside and, you know, or take them out if they've eaten recently, take them out. And they they figure it out pretty quick. But if you wait until they make a mess in the house to try to teach them to go outside, that rubbing their nose in it doesn't really work. That was my dad's method, so and it <laughs> never worked. So we tried to do something else, and it worked pretty good. And that, that's the best way to keep them from using your carpet as or your rug as a, as a potty place is to just – get them in the habit of, I mean, they just go outside. I mean, both of our animals go to the back door and just lightly tap on the back door, and we go let them out. And if I can train them to do that, anybody can. Well, may, maybe we'll get there, and maybe our listening audience can take that advice, Dave, and, and get their animals into shape so they won't have I those problems that, either. <laughs> I, I fear that horse is out of the barn at your house. <laughs> <laughs> So the, the, and the next thing I want to ask you is what about pet designated areas? Now, this was very important for me to, you know, bringing that, that new puppy in to create his own space in the home. So he has a corner with his dog bed and with his uh, toy bin and his blanket. And so that's just a mess all the time. <laughs> he destroys things. He's chewed it up. It's just all over the place. So while he still has his designated area, 
it is in no way tidy. So I don't know if that's something, Dave, that, that you had success with, uh, whether it be having designated spaces or not having them. Well, the good pet owner will have designated spaces, will have a big enough inside kennel where where the dog if you here again it all goes back to like the first few days you have the pet in the house if you don't if you don't if you wait until the dog's four or five years old to try to kennel him not going to happen you're going to stick him in that kennel and he's going to bark all night and and he's got he's more patient than you are i don't care how patient you are the dog's more patient i I mean i i I just know it for a fact and i and i i never was a big believer in kenneling you know, because I like having my animals with me at night. I mean, my big black lab sleeps right next to me, and I kind of like that. A lot of people don't, but I kind of like that. So a kennel for me was kind of a separation of the animal. But what I did learn is is that with this particular black lab, when I got him and brought him home the first time, I purchased him in Memphis and had to drive from Memphis back to the Nashville area. And that four hours we spent in the car together riding back home, he slept with his head on my leg and pretty much slept all the way back to Nashville. And the only place that he actually feels safe and comfortable is in the cab of that truck. Now, this dog is going to be eight in July. And if if I ever need to calm him down, if I ever want to take him anywhere, I can put him in the cab of that pickup truck, and he absolutely knows I'm coming back. So... For the pet area at home, if you can create that environment, that's secure, where he doesn't see it as confining, but sees it as a safe haven, and that's the part of that that I miss. So I'm kind of like the the last person that should be telling anybody how to do it, but I do know it works because I have seen that safe haven for my dog. And then whatever they do in there, that's what they're not going to mess it up too bad, especially if they sleep there. They won't mess up their own nest. Dogs won't do it. They won't pee in there. They won't do anything else in there. If they they won't spread. The, if you put food in there with them, they're not going to throw it around because that's their little spot. They're they're way more um, cognizant of their area than they are your area because this same I, I will dog agree with will that. Take, this my this same dog will take trash out of the trash underneath the sink in our kitchen and throw it from one end of the house to the other, which is one of those intermittent messes we were talking about at the beginning of the show. Right, I do agree with that. Um, uh, Mr. Pickles has his kennel, and then he has a, a, another area in our our common uh, room in our home. So he has a couple different different spaces, and and his kennel he does not destroy, but his play area is totally a wreck. So as I'm going through preparing for spring cleaning, I know that the kennel area and his play area are two areas that now I need to focus on and making sure that I I keep those as clean as possible on a daily basis but then when I'm doing my deep clean to make sure that I hit those areas because it's it's important that that I I touch that because that is an area he is in most definitely every day and then I don't really have this experience because I don't have an indoor cat but I know you have but I have heard from my friends that the litter area uh, is one of those those spaces that you have to focus on and clean on a regular basis. Yeah, you do. And and we actually got to using uh, the wood pellets as opposed to that that clay kitty litter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't smell. It doesn't have a lot of odor to it. 
Now, it will, when you go to change it out, if, if the cat's gone in that box and soiled it a lot, yeah, you'll smell it when you start pointing. But they're, they're, it's made out of these little pine pellets, and they actually use it for uh, horse horse uh, stalls. But you can, well, and if you go to the grocery store, you'll find something called feline pine, and they'll <laughs> charge you, I don't know, 8 or $9 for a five-pound sack of it and go to farm supply store and get the equine, you can get a 25-pound sack for about $15. So, you know, it's one of those things. It's the same thing, but they put a different label on it and charge you more. So we have always used the um, the um, the wood pellets, and, and the cat uses that really well. It doesn't make that much of a mess. It's a really easy to clean. But the other thing for our cat, our cat finally decided he wanted to go outside. He'll go to the, he does like the dogs. He'll go to the back door. And, and scratch on the back door, and some we'll let him out, and then uh, we have to put a timer on him because, you know, we need to make sure he comes back. But, <laughs> but or if we either put a timer, uh, we've got, got one of those uh, Amazon Alexis deals, in the, and we'll uh-huh. set a timer on, on that, or we'll raise the window, and he'll just jump back through the window when he comes back. But, but yeah, he, he but, but the pine, the pine, you don't have to go in there and scoop it out to, to keep it from smelling. The, the pine is absolutely the way to go when you when you if you got and the pine probably inside. cuts down on dust as well because sometimes absolutely. that litter gets a lot of dust yeah. because it well and it, and the, and the urine from the cat breaks breaks it down to dust but it's 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 a moisture so it doesn't like float up through the house here again the only time nice. you're ever even going to smell it is when you're dumping out the old pellets and putting a new in and that's it I mean there's there's hardly any, I don't know why more people don't use it, but, you know, I guess that's not what they advertise on TV. On TV, they advertise the clay and the scooper, and get, and I'm absolutely not doing that. Okay, so maybe for our listeners today, they can uh, try that, that out, Dave. That might be a great great tool for them. We're going to head to an, another break, and then when we come back, Dave, I'm going to talk with you about some pet cleaning hacks that I've discovered. So we'll be back in a moment. Tired of dry, cracked hands after using alcohol-based hand sanitizer? Try new GermBlock Alcohol-Free Hand Sanitizing Lotion by Avcare. GermBlock offers the same protection as the harsh alcohol hand sanitizers, but also kills norovirus without leaving your hands dry and cracked. GermBlock is formulated to moisturize your hands while protecting you from 99.9% of germs like VRE, H1N1, MRSA, and much more. GermBlock also lasts up to four times longer than alcohol-based hand sanitizers. Grab GermBlock alcohol-free hand sanitizing lotion the next time you need to protect your hands from germs. Order GermBlock today by visiting store.avcare.com. That's S-T-O-R-E dot A-V-K-A-R-E dot com.
Welcome back to The Clean Life. Uh, this is Kay, and I'm in with Dave, my guest host for today. And we've been talking about how to spring clean with your pet in mind. So before we talk about pet hacks, which is where we, we left off before we went to the break, Dave, I just want to ask you before we get to that topic, are there any other pet cleaning <clears throat> concerns that you have in your house with the variety of pets you've had over the years? Well, I tell you, one of the big one of the one of the biggest um, issues we have is dirty feet. Because both of our dogs go outside, and even the cat goes outside. Like I said, and when they when they come back in, they they make as much of a trail, you know. So the door that they go in and out, there's typically a, a paw print prep uh, there, or I mean, it has to be swept on a daily basis, has to be mopped. You know, especially and when it rains, when it rains, it's just it's an ordeal. And uh, and we don't. I've, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Some people try to put rubber boots on their dogs. <laughs> if you want them, if you want them to look like a Tennessee walking horse, try putting uh, rubber boots on your dog. It, it, I, I can't believe that they sell them. I've never seen anybody use them where it works. <laughs> but even if it, even if they did, you know what a mess that you're going to make. Uh, let's just say we put the boots on the dog, send the dog outside in the rain, he does his business, and he comes back in. Wrestling with that dog on your kitchen floor <laughs> trying to get those boots off will make way more of a mess. than if. You do. And what we used to do is when it's raining, we just put a towel or we just put a towel at the back door. And when, mm-hmm. they come, when they come in, you know, my big dog goes out on a dog run. So whenever he goes to the back door and wants to go out, I put him on a – on like a, like a big harness that wraps around mm-hmm. his chest and through his legs, and he's got about a 40- or 60-foot dog run where he can run out there and do what he wants. But when he comes back in, he's still hooked to that leash. So the leash yeah. comes in the back door, the door shuts. So he's pretty much stuck there until I let him off the leash. So especially when it's raining, that leash will hold him there, and I can come in with a towel or whatever and wipe his feet off, try to – and it really doesn't stop it completely but it keeps him from tracking it all over the house and and that that's one of the biggest thing is the dirty feet because you know left unchecked they're just like anybody else they're going to track it all through your house i mean imagine if you were one of those people that made people take off their shoes when they came in the, the house they probably don't have inside dogs because they, <laughs> they i mean they, they, was, they was sending them in the shop couldn't happen so that was for us that's the that's the thing we deal with besides obviously the hair is is dirty feet yeah and there's there's lots of gimmicks out there on the market too dave things you can put your dog's paws in when they come back uh inside to wash their feet so there's lots of things out there you might want to consider those as seen on tvs to purchase for that yeah yeah well <laughs> I, I, we're probably past like i said my, my black lab's going on eight years old trying to put him in boots not happening but you know we're, we're okay so here, let me talk with you about some of the cleaning hacks that I've discovered that have helped me along this spring cleaning journey that I'm on. Uh, the biggest one is the lint roller. That is by far a saving grace when it comes to getting pet hair off of any item. How big around is yours? <laughs> well, I, you know, I imagine, I imagine <laughs> one of those big, uh, like butcher paper comes on, something that big for your house. They do make them in a variety of sizes, but I'll tell you, I keep them in the car. I keep them in the common room. I keep them in um, our, our bedrooms, anywhere that, that the dog can get 
I have a lint roller and I spot treating every day is the best way for me to kind of get a handle on that but you know they even make the small lint rollers that you can kind of get in the crevices excellent idea so the lint roller is a perfect pet hat I don't pick pet hack I don't care what kind of pets you have so get one of those Dave <laughs> yeah or you know what in a pinch you can use some uh, scotch tape or like some packing tape like say you run out if if you run, your lint yeah. rollers out and you got a big meeting and you're trying to if you got some packing tape some of that clear packing tape you can roll your piece of that off and and put it in the trouble areas and and pick up some of it like that. That's that's a great idea. So the number one thing for me is is that lint roller. Um, the other thing that I've I've discovered lately and recently purchased is a barrier for the, the pet food areas and the, the water bowl. Uh, put that under there to keep it up off the floor has really cut down on the messes um, that our, our, our dog makes. So I don't know if that's something that, that you've used in the past, but I, this is just like a very uh, cost-effective barrier is, is the best way I can describe it, where I just put it down and it holds the bowl in place, and if he spills, not a problem, easy to clean up. Yeah, and that would have been a, that would have been a good tip five years ago today not so much because you know <laughs> like i say we have the two dogs and you know one of them literally eats off a paper plate will not eat out of a bowl now i contend if he goes long enough out of without food he'll eat out of a bowl but i have i have been i get challenged <laughs> when i try that so we put his food but what happens is like you say he goes in there and noses around on that paper plate and food goes this way food goes that way yeah you know, it's it's really not it's really not good. So that's another reason we have to do a significant amount of sweeping at our house. But but yeah, that would have been a, that would have been a great tip, you know, five or six years ago. But that's, so we I'm, we I'm, and he he doesn't mind it. So we we put his food bowl on it, and he's he's been good to go. Um, another great hack is baby wipes. Now you're probably thinking, what do you do with baby wipes? This is a great idea to clean the kennel sides you know you can't what else are you really going to clean it with um, so you can get that baby wipe in those grooves and clean his kennel um, I do that on a regular basis and then in those bottom areas that you sometimes just can't get to for that kennel baby wipes are a great a great way and you don't have to worry about them being toxic um, so if he happens to get back in there before um, that actually dries I'm not going to worry about him hurting him I have never it's, I mean, it's not that I've never thought of vacuuming my dog, uh, but one of the things here on the list is vacuum your dog. Now, most dogs I know are afraid of the vacuum cleaner. They don't. They yeah, don't like I that don't sound. I mean, when you take him, when you take Mr. Pickles to get groomed once a week, do they use a blow dryer on him or they use a vacuum cleaner on him? A blow dryer. Does he like it? He he. He doesn't prefer it, but he will tolerate it. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't prefer it. So you, what you're saying is you have a list of preferences for Mr. Pickles. I think that's hilarious. We should put that up on uh, on our Twitter account, Mr. Pickles preferences. <laughs> so the, he doesn't prefer it, but he will he will tolerate it. Um, I don't know. Maybe I should try the vacuum with him. I uh, I don't know if he would like and, that. And like you say, one one of the things you give you've got Mr. Pickles on a maintenance schedule. Blue, which is my Labrador Retriever, spends from the middle of November to the end of January swimming in 
35-degree water because he's a Labrador retriever, and that's what he loves water more than anything, which is ironic because he doesn't hate anything more than he hates a bat. And he's a big dog. This dog weighs He's part Chesapeake, so he weighs almost 100 pounds. There's not that many places that you can bathe him. Uh, And then when you do, he sheds. So you get him wet and rub him with a towel. I mean, he could be naked if you you rub too hard because all his hair comes off. But we try to bathe him, you know, not very often because, like I say, he doesn't stay outside most of the time just to go out to do his business. But we, we... we, we don't really have him on a schedule like Mr. Pickles, which is probably something we should do. And then the little dog, the little dog's 14. I mean, he's very brittle. We don't, we don't really bother him too much. We just, yeah. he's like, he's like, we let him do what he wants. Well, and I think but, you're right. And you mentioned a couple times today, the bathing schedule, the grooming schedule is the really the optimal situation for, for making sure that you are doing the best for your animal, but also doing the best for your home when it comes to, to cleanliness and, and minimizing the dirt and grime. A- another thing that, that I've discovered that has really helped is, is cleaning those pet toys and pet items. If you don't do that on a regular basis, it's just going to get out of hand. So I even put his um, feeding containers in the dishwasher to make sure those are, are clean but also sanitized. Um, and then we do launder his, his toys, his bedding, clothing, collars, anything we put on that making sure that we're we're keeping that clean or as clean as we can um for his what about his the area. what about the water bowl how often do you do you change this water or do you just refill it um i'm gonna say both I, I like to change it daily if there's any left in at the end of the day before you know he goes to bed but you know if he drinks it all then i'll just refill it i actually have uh, he had a a health incident, and the vet told us that we needed to be cleaning that uh, more often than we were. So we, that's weekly. It gets uh, sanitized um, with hot heat, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm refilling that water uh, every day if if it's yeah. there's in there, and I empty it out. And you know, it wouldn't hurt if you if you have if you can give him filtered water easily. Obviously, do that. Kind of a neat trick we have is. If somebody leaves a, a bottle of water laying around, instead of just pouring it down the drain, we pour it in the dog's bowl. Yes, so, he is you know, on filtered water and has been for yeah. a little while because of that health concern that we had for him. Um, yeah. But yeah, and I think I think that people sometimes overlook maybe sanitizing those those food and, and water bowls. It's it can easily happen. And had this not happened, the health concern not happened, we probably wouldn't have been as focused on it as we are now. So it's just one thing that kind of goes by the wayside. One more thing, Dave, I want to cover with you before we wrap it up, um, and we're we're obviously going to have to continue this discussion because we've got a lot to talk about uh, when it comes to, to spring cleaning for your pets, but a few splurge ideas that I think would be helpful for me as I spring clean that I don't have these, but I'm strongly considering a few of these items is the automatic vacuum. I think if I had one of those, it would be a continuous method to reduce the pet messes, especially when it Are comes to Are you talking like one of those hair. robotic deals? Yes. Yeah. We have, we have one. It works, it works really well. You know, and, and, and now uh, the animals are afraid of it a little bit, you know, but not like some of the videos you've seen on YouTube, you know, where they just stand there and bark at it. And, mm-hmm. You know, once they get used to it, they'll, they'll walk away from it. But, yeah, we've, we've got one of those. 
I forget the name of it, but we've got one. They're not cheap, but and it it does a really good job. But you got to run it every day for it for it to keep up because the reservoirs on those things are pretty small. But they but they do a good job. And you know, certain I've seen some of the some of the vacuum cleaner companies they advertise their their units as great for pet right. owners. Uh, right. And maybe they are. I don't know that there's a big difference. I mean, all vacuums suck to a point. So, I mean, that's what they're built for. So, but but yeah, but we we have that we have the robotic, the robotic thing. That, and it like I say, it works pretty well. Now, it's not gonna it's gonna on a daily maintenance plan for you. That that's probably ideal. So if you don't have one, I would say it'd be a good investment. Do they have those as seen on TV? I haven't haven't found that yet, but maybe maybe they do. Oh, so I'm strongly oh. considering getting one of those automatic vacuum cleaners to help with my my daily cleaning. I would I would I would certainly recommend that. Yes. And and then a couple of other things that I've I found that I'm again strongly considering is the automatic feeding and watering stations. You know, they even have those where you can Bluetooth them to. Uh, do a variety of things. You can set them to feed at a certain time of day so the animal knows if you're not there to do it. Um, it's an interesting concept, and I'm doing some, some research on that right now. Yeah, I don't know how well that would work for us, but like I said, and I really believe a lot of these things, you know, animals animals are pretty smart. They recognize the routine, and if that's a part of the routine from day one, I think they're all about it. You don't really have to even train them. It just it just becomes natural to them. But trying to go in, like for me, with my pets being 8 and 14, it would be really difficult for me to come in with, with something like an automatic feeder because Blue has his own way of letting you know when he's hungry, which is taking his metal bowl and slapping it like a hockey player towards the back of the kitchen. Yeah, it makes he, a lot of noise. So, he's ready, I mean, and he's letting you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, he 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 he, and you know, and sometimes it's weird hours of the day. You know, if he decides the bowl's too empty, he's taking a slap shot. So I don't know <laughs> if I could get him to use that, but but yeah, a lot of, and especially you know, if you're if you're thinking about getting a pet and worried about stuff like this, anything you can do from the very beginning is going to make it a lot easier in the long run. I agree. Dave, I think our time is up for today. We need to continue this discussion. So we're going to take this uh, topic of spring cleaning with your pet in mind, and we're going to do a a second show with that. So I want to thank you for being with me today, and I'm going to ask you to come back and, and talk with me on the next episode. And I want to take a deep dive into continuing to keep your your home clean but what type of devices and maybe what type of cleaning products are out there that i should be using when i do my spring clean so this will wrap this session up and i'll see you next time on the clean life 